Carly Welton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music studio, whether that's online or in person. I'm all about automating tasks, growing with social media, and teaching with only the best online tools. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to share with you my conversation I had today with... Anna Goldthorpe. She is one of our Teach Music Online members. So she's in our coaching program and has access to all of our courses. She and I have become really good friends and she, I actually interviewed her last year all about the wonderful incentive programs she has in her studio. I'll be sure to link that episode. Today you're going to hear us talk about her new book, which is a ukulele book for preschool aged kids. I had so many questions for her about how she went about creating and selling a method book on Amazon that we go over in this call. Plus, I know you're going to be inspired by how she incorporates ukulele in her studio with both her voice and piano students. There are so many amazing things packed in here. I hope you enjoy this discussion with Anna Goldthorpe. Hi, Anna. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Carly. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We're talking today about all of your amazing ukulele things you're doing. (laughs) And I can't wait to dive in. I want to just jump right in and ask you what got you to learn ukulele. Like, when did you learn how to play? And what are some things you enjoyed about the musical side of learning ukulele? Yeah, um, I've been teaching for over... 20 years now, which is amazing to say. Um, For a long time, I focused on mostly teaching piano and guitar. Um, And I was, as a new teacher, I focused more on piano and guitar just because those were my two strengths. Um, But as I had started having my own children, um, I started kind of getting in more into different instruments, like smaller instruments that would suit toddlers more because I have three boys myself and so um you know having the little ukuleles around with my toddlers actually helped our home become a little more musical in a sense and so that was really fun and so I said hey I should start using ukulele more um in my lessons and so I started using it for fun with my voice students um showing them how to play and accompany themselves. And then it started, I started getting better at the ukulele because um, I hadn't really played it. I did play guitar, but I hadn't really played ukulele very much. Um, and then I started picking it up and realizing this is actually a great instrument for really young kids. And so I started teaching it more in group settings um, for toddlers, like preschool to early elementary. And, um, and I just kind of realized that it was a great way to get more group classes in my studio, as well as getting some of the younger kids into my studio that I really, I love teaching that age piano. So having another option of ukulele, um, just made it available to more students outside of that scope. (laughs) I can imagine ukulele is, it's an affordable instrument. You know, there's a whole range of prices for ukulele. Did you feel like it's it's pretty easy to get your students a ukulele in their home? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can buy some really great quality brand ukuleles um, for anywhere from $20 to $80, depending on 
what type you're getting. Um, so I feel like it's really, really super affordable. It's probably one of the most affordable instruments um, for students out there. And I think that's probably why it's getting so popular right now. It is super, super affordable. And, um, and yeah, and it comes in lots of different colors or it comes in just a nice, beautiful wood color, but they also have these great, bright, vibrant colors that um, kids are really drawn to. Oh, that's so great. I, you know, you actually just gave me an idea for you. <laughs> I was just, as you were talking, thinking, Anna should have a YouTube channel where you're teaching like some of those basic principles of ukulele. I don't know. Have you already done some YouTube videos? Um, I've, I've thought about getting into it. I mean, there's so many of those videos <laughs> on YouTube. Um, and I've thought about doing it and but I don't know. I don't know if there's any for preschool age. Like maybe that can be your. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've, I've seen some really great ones um, on YouTube, but actually I did do my uh, start a Starstrom YouTube channel. So, um, so I have the goal of getting some up there eventually. It could be a great. <laughs> I just thought you know it would be really fun if you had like a QR code in your books that they could scan and have the videos to accompany the songs. Just an idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. I love it. No, no rush. So another thought I had was how how cool for kids to be learning ukulele. I would imagine the type of feedback you could you would be hearing from their parents and other siblings, kind of similar to your experience of bringing more music into your home with young kids. Tell me about some of that feedback that you hear from families about ukulele. Um, yeah, parents love the fact that their kids, um, parents really like their kids to be able to play the piano or the guitar of some sort. And even the ukulele, um, a lot of dads love the fact that their kids can pick up a guitar and, or a ukulele and rock out on it. And, um, and so I get a lot of feedback from dads, uh, wanting their kids to play a, a guitar. And so I'll say, Okay, well, they're kind of young now, but ukuleles are like the perfect fit for their age. Um, like between four and eight is like the great age for ukulele because it's small, it's compact, it's easier for them to handle. Um, and their hands, their little hands can wrap around it. But parents just, um, I've had a lot of parents with great feedback saying, you know, we just love our kid being able to carry the ukulele around the house and strum away on it and rock out like he's in a rock band with it and um you know so it's really great to hear parents talk about their kids um bringing music into their home in a more uh realistic or portable way which is fun <laughs> or or something you actually enjoy listening to you too i'm i'm giggling because yes. my three and five year old for some, I don't know what got them into this, but they've been doing concerts in the mornings and they set up a chair and stools and they get forks and they just whack our metal stools. And, they, awesome. and Whitney, she's five. She has a little straw and she pretends it's her flu and she'll pause Aww. and let the three-year-old sing in between. And I'm just giggling because to them, that's really fun, but mm -hmm. I probably should get them something. <laughs> it's actually like, you know, creating music that's enjoyable to listen to. And that I really am, as I'm talking to you, like, okay, I need to get them some little ukuleles and start teaching them those chords and easy melodies so that they, they can, you know, enjoy doing it, but also they can share that with others in the house. <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. It's such a great way because I just have my ukuleles sitting on the couch in our living room or I have them sitting by my big piano in our living room and so my kids can just go and grab the ukulele at any time they want. And even if we're just sitting out there and we have guests over, we'll grab the ukuleles and we'll play and sing songs. And it just makes for a fun atmosphere in your home. So yeah, it's great. What are some songs that your kids like to sing or that your stu- you like to teach your students? Are there, are there like campfire songs or is it pop music or a mixture? All of the above. Like, um, a really great one that I love teaching is You've Got a Friend in Me. It's typically a really hard song because it's got multiple chords and they're usually jazzy type chords, which are usually pretty hard to play on guitar, or piano, or ukulele. Um, but I actually specialize kind of in creating one finger chord arrangements for my young students. So I actually use a lot of these songs that are harder to play um, and I simplify them and make them one finger chords. So literally you're using this finger or even your second finger. Okay, so you're only using one finger to play all these chords and so I make those arrangements. But You've Got a Friend in Me is a popular song and that's always fun to strum and play. Um, Count on Me by Bruno Mars, it's a really fun one. I've done a lot of Coldplay songs because those are popular right now due to the Sing movie. Um, and then, um, but yeah, those are some really popular ones. And then just like kids lullabies and campfire songs and folk songs. Um, kids just love to play along with those. But again, I simplify them and use those one finger chords um, so that four year olds can play them easily and feel like, yeah, I can actually play this song that I love to sing. So it's really great. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Do you, I'm curious with your students, um, you know, you mentioned the younger age is great for this. Is it like most of your piano students also do ukulele? What's the percentage in your studio? Um, I would say probably not most of them play the ukulele, but I usually use it with my vocal students. Um, so most of my vocal students, I will bring out the ukulele with them and um, let them kind of learn a few chords to accompany themselves um, to sing along with. And it's not something that we do is like I expect them to do. It's just something extra and fun on top of what they're already learning. It gives them that extra um, rhythm and just being able to kind of have a their own accompaniment. And do, playing the piano is not always the most realistic accompaniment for vocalists. So having a ukulele um, doesn't take away from their singing. And so it's um, it's a little easier, it's smaller, it's easier to play, um, and it's quieter, so it doesn't take away from their singing at all, but it instead it kind of adds to their experience. And that's just something extra I do uh, with them in voice lessons, and it's just, um, they enjoy it, they they like playing it. A lot of my piano students also play the ukulele too, so I have some students that do both piano, voice, and ukulele, so we do a little bit of all three of those instruments in their lessons. Um, but I would say probably only a handful, probably less than five in my studio would do, do all of that. Gotcha, <laughs> cool. And... Uh, I'm wondering, do you have a list of 
ukulele like budget ukuleles and then maybe more expensive ukuleles that you've approved of that we could share with teachers if they're wanting to get in like get a ukulele for their studio yes absolutely i can um make up a list actually and send one to you so that would um, be so great because i can already hear the 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 requests for the list (laughs) yep (laughs) from myself and from others listening because it's one of those things where it's like oh i know i should get into that and i've played around with a ukulele you know with the campfire songs and stuff but nothing where i i would be very proficient with being able to teach it so i'm i'm understanding even more now why you were inspired to create this book because you clearly have a method that works for preschool age in groups or one-on-one and you even have your own arrangements so is that was that the main inspiration for creating your this first book that you've put out yeah um I struggled finding any arrangements that preschoolers could play and um, ukulele is becoming so popular um, in recent years. I mean, their school teachers are starting to teach it in school, in music class. Um, and just with the growing popularity of the instrument, more and more artists are starting to use it to accompany themselves. And um, and it's just becoming a more popular instrument. And so um, I struggled actually finding any kind of resources for that age group. There's There's a ton of resources out there, actually. I mean, there's a ton. Um, and sometimes it can be overwhelming to wade through, but there's not, there wasn't very many, uh, resources for preschoolers specifically. And that's what I struggled finding. And so that frustrated me. And I was like, why is no one writing resources for this age group when it's like the perfect age group for this instrument? And they're kind of missing out on a great opportunity here. So I kind of just jumped on it and um, I've been inspired by Wonder Keys because I'm a Wonder Keys piano teacher and um, just their whole game-based approach of their books. Um, and I thought, how great would it be to write something similar for guitar or ukulele? And so that was my motivation. That was my inspiration um, is because I knew how much my preschoolers and my young children love that method and the game-based approach. Um, I thought this this is the perfect opportunity to just kind of just jump on it and just write it. So it was basically a lack of, of um, resources that inspired me to actually write this book. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to write my own. And um, so... I use them with my students, so everything I put out into the world, I use in my own studio with my own students at that age, so I know it works well with them. And I only use the things that actually are successful with my students. It's so great, and I'm, I'm just like, congratulations on having that idea and then actually <laughs> following through, because lots of teachers have ideas like that for years, and it can be hard to actually do the research, figure out how to craft it. So first, there are teachers I know who will listen and who are thinking, well, I would love to write a method book or I would love to write something for flute or for harp um, for young kids. Can you tell us about how first the software that you used um, and maybe the art and just kind of like how the process of putting a book together? Yeah. um, So actually, believe it or not, I used one program and i just use canva the whole for the whole thing to create really the whole thing. 
Yeah. And actually, well, I did use another, uh, I used a drawing app on my iPad um, to create some of the drawings um, because I couldn't find those things on Canva. So the great thing about Canva is that when you use their graphic design, if you are a paid member, um, they allow, they give you that copyright. So to their graphics for anything that you print and use. Um, and so unless the only thing is you cannot trademark anything that you create with their graphics or their design unless you yourself have drawn the artwork and uploaded it to their program. Um, so so that's the only drawback there, but they give you that license to use. Meaning, so meaning you can't say no one else can use my cover. Yeah. Because it's a graphic that actually belongs to them. You can use it and publish it, but mm-hmm. you might also find an identical book that happens to have the same art in it. Yes. So that's the only downside. So in the future, I probably, uh, as I, I guess, gain more momentum, I'll probably just hire an artist in the future um, and create those things specifically for our books. Um, but for now, this is kind of the easy, cheaper. <laughs> well, it's adorable. Uh, Your cover's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Can you flip through it a bit for me so I can yeah. see? I'm going to order one for my girls, and I haven't yet. So I love so, the cover. <laughs> yep. So I created the cover. Um, and so this is set in Australia. So if you know anything about Australia, you know that this is Uluru. So the big famous uh, rock in the center of Australia. Um, And then I kind of made the whole book uh, setting in Australia. So, but the greatest thing that I actually just created is this little guy right here. So this is a ukulele buddy and I'll show it to you like on my actual. So in every book, kids get one of these so they get to cut it out and then it self-attaches to itself. So you just cut it out, and then you cut the little slits on the tabs, and it attaches to itself, and then it just stays on your ukulele. So there's no, like, taping or gluing or anything, but it shows them all the string names, and I call them the ukulele buddies because they, um, kids love them, and especially that young age, um, hopefully that's gonna stay up there. There it goes. Um, the kids love them and they want to play their ukuleles and they want to hug their ukuleles because they have their cute little koala buddy on there. Um, so it's really cute. So in every one of my books, I started designing these. And so with each book, I'll create, this is a koala one and a kangaroo one. (laughs) So with each book, I'll create different designs of those. Um, and then, um, this is a string name, uh, page. So I used Australian animals that you can't find anywhere else but other than in Australia. So goanna for the G string, cockatoo for the C string, echidna for the E string, and then of course Australia for the A string. Um, and then they just say this little saying, goanna, cockatoo, and echidna live in Australia. And that's how they learn their string names. Um, and then... Yeah, so it's got tabs and it's got finger numbers. So I teach them all those things in this book. 
And then it's got a game. So there's cards for this game in the back of the book that they'll cut out. And then here's my one finger chord system. There is one three finger chord in there, but this chord in particular is quite easy for young students to play once they kind of get the strength of the one finger chords going. And I don't introduce this three chord um, or three finger chord until the end of the book. Um, so they've had a lot of time to actually build up their finger strength. Um, so these are literally the only chords they're going to play in this book. Um, and so then all my songs have tabs and chords and strumming patterns. Um, and then the kids get to actually color in the chords and their name and color in the title, <laughs> which is always fun. Um, so yeah, they get to actually play. So this is great for both solo private one-on-one -on -one lessons or a teacher and a student the teacher plays the tabs or the chords and then the student plays the tabs or the chords or vice versa or it's great for groups if you have um kids that are a little bit older that know how to play the tabs a little bit easier or can strum a little bit easier you would have the older kids play one part and then the younger students play the simplest parts so um it's great it for looks amazing it <laughs> looks amazing I'm just sitting here like wow I'm so grateful for Canva I've created so much in it but it yeah. looks really good for you know designing it all just on your own on Canva like just blank documents and then I'm assuming once you kind of have a template you're able to duplicate that and adjust it for each page yep and these things, um, the tab lines that I use, um, you just copy and paste them. <laughs> so that makes it really easy. And then I just find really cute. And the chord charts, I make a bunch of the chord charts beforehand and then upload them into Canva and then um, use them on the, the book as well. And then the other feature that I that I have in here is the chord to chord practice. So they're learning how to change from one chord to another. Um, and then they get to write out um, the finger numbers and things on here. So there's a lot of uh, elements. It's adorable. Anna, you need to make like a dozen of these. Can you please start a Christmas one? Have you already uh, started it? <laughs> no, yeah. That was actually my first one was the Christmas one was a Ute Christmas, um, and I should have grabbed that one out, but I do have a Christmas one. It's a little bit different, this one. Um, it has more interactive, like, writing out things and pre prepping them for each song, so I do have that one available, too. So, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. That's so cool. Oh, that is so fun. <laughs> well, for teachers that are that are listening and not watching you should get excited because it looks beautiful it looks very kid friendly and i love that wonder keys was one of your inspirations because a lot of us as teachers love yes that game-based approach and having like characters or names or little you know little people to kind of be thinking about because that is so toddlers and preschool age kids like that is yeah I mean I guess more preschool age but I'm thinking of you know my girls in that exact age group where they they actually get excited about those things for real <laughs> yes it's so cute to watch them like with the Wonder Keys characters it motivated me because it's so cute to watch them like fall in love with Thumbelina you know Thumbelina and um they just they just love the little characters and it's so I think if you can just tap into what preschoolers love and put that into a method um, it will just 
it will do great because um, all of my preschool students have just love coloring. They love dancing. They love singing. They love exploring. They love being able to just play whatever on the ukulele without having to use fingers. And the great thing about a ukulele is if it's in tune, you can literally strum it without putting any fingers down to play any chords and it still sounds good and you can still sing songs over the top. And so, um, so good. The it, fingers don't it, start hurting or, you know, yeah. from like with guitar and that's so cool. I, I'd love to hear about your research into how to publish books and I know you sell on Amazon. Can you tell those listening a little bit about why you chose Amazon and is it hard to create that account and get it going? Um, because I know others might be interested in publishing as well. Yeah, so um, I kind of looked into the whole publishing thing. And to be honest, the whole publishing world was really scary to me at first. I was like, oh, I'm just this, you know, private music teacher. You know, how in the world am I going to get my book idea out to some big publishing house, you know, and have them pick it up. Um, and it would have taken a lot of work, and that's definitely a great way to go. But I I know a lot of other teachers, like um, Tara Boykin from Cascade Method, um, and a few others who have just, and actually Wonderkey self-publishes all their things as well. So um, they just did the hard work themselves, learned how to do it, and... Um, I just whip for it. And so I decided, well, um, if if I can self-publish and use Amazon and do and do it this way, and if it gets some success, then maybe eventually it'll go into something bigger. But actually as the more I do it with Amazon and do it myself, the more I realize it's great being able to have full control of um, how your book looks, what you put in your books, um, how you design your books everything like that, um, you have full control of that. And so I love that part of it. Um, so yeah, there's the traditional way of going through a publishing house, getting a literary agent um, to, to push your book for you. Or you can try to pitch your book to publishing houses yourself, which is also a lot more work and a lot more, a lot more difficult. Um, so but, and then the other option is being a self-publisher. And so um, I chose to go with the Amazon KDP publishing route. And they actually do have a document that you can download for free that walks you through the whole step of publishing your own book. Um, you can find it on bookbaby.com. And you can even have BookBaby, who is, a, is associated with Amazon, um, distribute your books and publish it for you um you have to pay them to do that side of things but if you go completely the way i did where i just did it myself from square one um i didn't spend a dime to publish my book um the only money that i spent was basically on my membership for canva and then my time of course <laughs> countless hours and then um and then advertising so I spent money on advertising my books um, so that people knew about them and started buying them um, but other than that I haven't gone the paid someone to to advertise them yet um, oh it's so yeah. it's so <laughs> smart it's so smart I'm I'm curious about 
printing costs because that was one of the first questions that came to my mind. So tell us about how the printing works and how that also isn't cost costing you the same as it would if you were printing them. Yeah, so Amazon, when you publish through them as an independent publisher, um, they you decide what type of book do you want? Do you want a glossy cover? Do you want a matte cover? What size you want your book to be? Do you want it to be square? Do you want it to be small? Do you want it to be big like this one? Um, you decide on all the sizes and you have to create your book to match those sizes. So it, it's very intensive. It's a lot of grunt work behind it. But um, And then depending on all those options that you chose that you wanted your book to be um, is your printing costs. So right now with my printing costs, to print one of these it costs $3.85 or something like that. Um, and, then, and then I get profit on top of that. So depending on how much you've set your book to sell for, you just have to take into account that each book costs nearly $4 to print. So you just set your price to how much profit you want to make off of that. And you have you don't even have to pay for those printing costs. It just comes out of um, your profit basically. Um, and so when someone orders your book on Amazon, uh, they just tally up the profit that you make on top out of or minus the printing costs um so it's really easy like it's kind of hands off as far as once you get your book on there your hands are kind of you know very hands off all you have to do is sit back and kind of wait for your books to sell <laughs> it's so neat and it's encouraging to hear that you know you did go through this process and that Amazon was so helpful along the way and it sounds like really yes the most of your time that you did have to devote was in the creation of the book and then mm -hmm. in kind of choosing those specific print settings I guess versus like having to find a publisher yes and that was that part right there is going to be the most difficult part for anyone who is wanting to do this themselves um learning how to upload your PDF, your document, you have to have it a specific size. You have to have everything a specific size. You have to decide if you want the colors to bleed through your pages onto the edges, things like that. And um, so that whole side is pretty work intensive and can take a lot of time. And that's the biggest learning curve when you first publish a book on Amazon. Um, is learning how to use their uh, system. They have you upload your PDF for your book and your cover separately. Um, and then they have you look at it through their viewer editor and you have to actually approve. You have to make sure that all your text, all of your images are within their guidelines of each page. Um, and then if you want some images to bleed over that, um, you have to click bleed, yes to bleed through. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you have to learn and it's a big, huge learning curve the first few times you do it. And it takes a lot of time. Um, and it takes several times of, once you've approved how it looks in their system, then they have to go through a check and make sure that it is approved through their system as well for their printing requirements and then they'll tell you if it's approved or if you need to make any changes on any pages. So that process can take a few weeks. Um, uh, so that part is the tricky part. Um, 
And then, of course, designing the book is also the tricky part. Uh, but it can be very time-consuming and take a lot of time. Um, so you have to be willing to put in a lot of that time to basically self-publish on Amazon. Yes, and it, while it takes time, once you're set up, I assume, like you said, you get that learning curve. And then mm-hmm. now for the next time, you have that template ready and you can just put new books in. Well, this is just so fun hearing about the process and the inspiration behind it. Thank you so much for sharing. And I just wanted to ask a final question about what are some of your favorite moments of, of teaching ukulele or if you've had any recent experiences with any of your students, whether that's voice or your kids, that you wanted to share before we go? Oh, yes. Um, well, one most recently one, I think, is the fact that uh, I have a group of siblings. They age in range 4 to 10, I think. Um And so I teach this group of four siblings. There's three boys and one girl, and they're all different ages. And um, I use some of the similar, this is brand new actually, so I haven't used everything in this with them yet. But um, I use the games on them as like a test run. (laughs) And so the the great thing about their four-year-old, they have a four-year-old who's, who's super cute and super energetic and he's um super yeah just very energetic like the energizer bunny you know I think most four-year-olds are (laughs) but um he is the games I do I kind of create more towards his age because um it's harder for him to get his fingers in the right spots and it's harder for him to get there fast and so um, they were struggling memorizing the string names on the ukulele. So I created this game that uh, uses dice and things to help them kind of memorize their string names. And he won out of all of his siblings. He won the game and the biggest smile on his face. And he was like grinning ear to ear because um, he won and beat all of his older siblings. And um, I just thought that was such a great win for him because he's four and is you know, he struggles a little bit more on the ukulele than the older ones do. And so those moments right there, like, just make everything worth it and make me want to push more for um, creating resources that actually four and five-year-olds can use. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Anna. And tell us, for those listening and watching, where they can find your books one more time. Um, what do they need to search on Amazon to find them? And also, where can they reach out to you if they have any questions? Yeah, so you can find me at starstrum.com. So um, on the back of my book, starstrum.com right there. So you can actually go straight to that website and you can order the books from there. Or you can go straight to um, Amazon and type in Koala's Campfire Songs and Activities and it'll pop up. There's a Kindle Unlimited version as well. So if you are an Unlimited Kindle member, you can um, actually view this for free um, on your Kindle. And then, um, and I also have a Christmas book called A Uke Christmas. That's also on Amazon, but you can find both of those books on my website that's now up and running that I actually designed myself thanks to Carly's course. Oh, yay! 
<laughs> so yeah, so starstrom.com. And I have lots of, um, I'm going to be uploading freebies and lots of articles to help teachers with teaching this age group on there as well. So it's a great resource, not just for books, but for just extra help as well. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Vianna. Thank you so much, Carly, for having me. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.